Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sippel. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, a doubleheader in basketball. Yesterday, PBA for the men and women, two different results for both teams, which has been pretty much the thing this whole season. Uh, one team wins and one team loses. We all know who that is for Nebraska. We'll talk to Bill Bender of the Sporting News next segment. He talked about uh, what he thinks will be some great races in the Big Ten Nebraska's quarterback races up there. He thinks it's one of the best races in the conference. We'll ask him why he thinks Casey Thompson just won't win the job. Huh. To Bill Bender. Okay. And uh, and also, there's NFL news yesterday. We'll get to more of that as the show, as the show goes on. How good, are you today? Good morning. Um, frazzled as usual, but fine. You, you were here in plenty of time. How could you be frazzled? Just because I got a lot on my mind. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Oh, where are you at in Ozark right now, by the way? Oh, um, I started at four. Okay. We, um, we are yet to start at four. That's, that's probably tonight's plan. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Talk for a second. got to grab something out of my bag. <laughs> I, can, I Talk. can do that. I can do that. Uh, yes, Nebraska basketball last night. Uh, I played. There was two games. Of course, the men played at four. The women played at eight. The men against Wisconsin, I mean, the, the, the box score would show you it wasn't a, a bad of a game. Nebraska lost by eight. They lose 73-65 to Wisconsin. But it was really more of the same. This is a team. This is a game where Nebraska missed some easy shots. They took some bad shots. They couldn't rebound at times very well. Uh, Wisconsin out rebounds Nebraska forty-seven to thirty-four. That's been a, a common story all year long. They got second chance efforts and and they made thir- they made uh, ten of twenty-two on threes in this ball game. Nebraska made seven of twenty. I mean, and sip. It, this game felt like pretty much the same old, same old we've seen every single year, or every oh, single yeah. game, excuse me, every single game of Nebraska, especially at home. But despite the Michigan game where they got blown out, they have played teams respectably. I mean, they didn't get beat by twenty; they lost by eight last night. They were they were respectable, but still not great in the whole process. I mean, you were at the game, you were in attendance. First off, how was how was the crowd? Yeah, it was great. It was really loud. It was riveting. I think you're being sarcastic. Fact, Super loud. Sarcastic. <laughs> Super loud crowd. It didn't feel like a 4 p.m. game at all. For a, for an 0 and 8 basketball terrible. team, <laughs> it was a terrible atmosphere. Okay, I mean, God bless the people that showed up. I mean, I'm just speaking truth now. Okay. It was an awful ass. Yes, it felt like I was. Speak all truth. Yeah, today. I mean, I might have been at the, might as well have been at the YMCA. I mean, it was just there was it was nothing. It wasn't exactly no sit Sunday. Okay. <laughs> oh. Against the same exact team too. <laughs> right. Right. 
I mean, it was. It was not a good atmosphere. I'm not gonna. I, I, I could come in here and say, well, well, you know, it wasn't so bad. No, no, people. we we want uh, truth. I mean, we don't want excuses. We want, Harrison, we want truth on this show. It was not good. It was quiet. You could contemplate your life very easily. Okay, you could. Did con- you? Yeah. Did you contemplate I life con- there? I contemplated the pathetic nature of my life. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I, Jake, it was not loud. Okay, I didn't say it At was. At no point of the game was it loud. The women's game was pretty good, but those are two odd start times, 4 p.m. and 8. Yeah, yeah It are. doesn't – It, yeah, no. If I'm Trev Alberts and I'm seeing that – now, you got to take into account the 4 p.m. I'm, I'm watching that game in the eyes of an AD. <laughs> I'll tell you something right now, Fred's in a world of trouble. <laughs> well, how, could, how could he not uh, Right, be? right, exactly. We've said this all year long. It just gets worse and worse, though. Yeah, yesterday was, was not good. Here's why. Here's why. Okay, now I hope people aren't mad on the text line. I said that about the atmosphere. People showed up. It wasn't half full, though. I mean, it was you. Are people mad on the text line? No, we're not mad at all. Okay, I don't. How can I don't, you be mad about anything negative toward a team that's zero and nine in conference play? People like Freddie, uh, I don't care what they like. Easy. I, 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 I'm a realist. Okay, now here's the issue: Wisconsin didn't play very well and wasn't really pressed. Okay. They didn't play all that well. What were they from? Brad Davison played well. Yeah, yeah, they did, but Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis, their star, had 13 points. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and zero in the first right. half. Right. Okay. And Chucky it, Hepburn had foul trouble, played half of the first half, their point guard. They didn't play that well. They missed. They couldn't make anything in the paint. Um, first half, Wisconsin shot on non-three-pointers. They were 13 of 38. Okay, that's 34%, Jake. That's non-three-pointers. Now, the trouble was from three-point land, they were 9 of 14. Right, right. And that a lot and a lot of that was the, the nemesis. Brad Davison. Thank you. Uh, Davison was smoking hot most of the game, although although, although, although Wisconsin only made one three-pointer in the second half. Yep. Um, but again, 9 of 14 in the first half from deep from deep 9 of 14 from deep that's 64%. Davison was 5 of 7 I believe in the first half. Um so yeah, it, it was a it was weird because Wisconsin I kept thinking man Wisconsin's not playing very well. Yeah, they still led the whole time. Basically. Yeah, they weren't really pressed. Nebraska was leading midway through the first half and then, you know, things happened to transpire, which is not surprising to be have them up up by 8 at halftime, 39-31. Okay, we're not being unfair. I mean, Nebraska I mean, it's, okay, this was all very predictable. Rebounds. Wisconsin wins the rebounding battle. Um, 47-34 by 13. Yeah, 47-34. That's very predictable. Brad Davison hits five of eight three-pointers. Very predictable. The only thing that wasn't predictable, frankly, is that Wisconsin didn't play very well. It still won. Um, Davison, by the way, became Wisconsin's all-time three-point shooting leader. He has 274 on his career. Uh, 270 of those have come against Nebraska. <laughs> I think you're right. Without without getting actual evidence, I think I think you're correct on that one. <laughs> He's hit 270 of his 274. <laughs> they all against Nebraska. Uh, yeah, the the surprising thing, yeah, is, like you said, is that Johnny Davis had no points in the first half. Does have 13 in the second to help Wisconsin, of course, win by eight. 
if you want something positive, yeah, they held them scoreless in the first half, but still they trailed by eight. Davison, let's go back to Davison real fast. Brad Davison came into the game in his previous four games. I'll do the math here, Jake. Yep. In his previous four games, uh, Brad Davison was 18 for 31 from the three-point line against Nebraska. Oh, my gosh. 18 for 31 in the previous four, so add five, 23. 23 for 39. Uh, let's see what that is. Let's see what that is. 23 for 39. That is 59% on threes. 59%. I don't think it's his a, career. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a great idea for the fans to boo him every time he has the ball when he's shooting 59% he likes from the, the three. He likes the boo. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and boo me. Yeah, he's shooting 59% in this five games against Nebraska, the last five games, from deep. That's There's guys that can't hit. 59% from the foul stripe to save their life. Right. All right. And he's hitting in game play 59% from deep against Nebraska in the last five games. He killed Nebraska in this game. J- Davis was doing nothing. Davis yep. has been in a bit of a funk. Johnny Davis enters the game averaging 22 plus points a game. Doesn't really, you just can't get uncorked. And he's been struggling a little bit. So he's in one of those times now this is what i'd also say this about wisconsin they're better than i thought they were even jake i and i know it sounds like i'm contradicting myself they didn't play very well but think about what wisconsin did they didn't play very well they went on the road in the big 10 and won pretty easily not playing well so they're pretty good well they're 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 16 and 3 for a reason yeah they're not really playing that well right now though they, but, they, but they play good defense, and they, they do. That's there you go. That, that's what changes. They, they're not. They've never been like incredible offensively. You got they, it. They, and this team has never in in the lifetime. I mean, they they were I guess offensively they were good in the Kaminsky and Decker days. They could score a lot there. But Wisconsin has never been an offensive juggernaut. They just they just make the right plays. They oh, they, God, they rebound. Right. And they defend like crazy, yep. and that's why you just don't beat them. That's why you feel you you always feel like you're as athletic as them, if not more athletic. Yeah, but that's all it goes. That, that's where it stops. That's where it stops. They're more disciplined. Yeah, by a million. Yeah, they play harder. They play better defense they, by probably a million. They have chemistry, and they why do they have chemistry? They, except they go back to the rebounds. Thirteen offensive rebounds. Nebraska had two. I mean, it's second chance points. That that changes everything. Yeah, Fred. Fred pointed out that. Nebraska was better on the offensive boards and defended a three in the second half. That's that's he's right. They had two offensive boards. If, that, yeah. if that's better, I guess yeah. they had two. Two. Anyway, okay. It, I think we can say this. I mean, I I don't know. I understand. I understand that people listening say you guys harp on the same things. We say the same things over and over. But it's Wisconsin. It keeps but yeah. But Wisconsin. <laughs> see what. What you see, and if you're a little bit envious of Wisconsin, I don't blame you if you're a Nebraska fan. Because Wisconsin clearly recruits to a system, right? It doesn't look like a hodgepodge of players that's thrown together and and you say, okay, let's hope this works. There's a reason why we said that Chucky Hepburn fits perfectly at Wisconsin. Because, as you said, they have a system. He fits perfectly. He does. He's a, well, and he's a team guy, and he doesn't. He's not a me. He's not a me guy. And Chucky, by the way, goes out. You knew it was going to be a tough day, probably right away, because Chucky splashed a three right off the That's bat. That's right. He did. Right off the bat. But Chucky, 
plays really good defense. And you're, I'm glad you identified defense because because Greg Gard, the Wisconsin coach, identified defense as the thing that got them on track when Nebraska went up. Nebraska went up 16-11 early in the game. They did, yeah. I remember yeah, they, they, They've had good starts to games besides the Purdue game, typically. Yeah, Nebraska was up 16-11, and Gard said it was our second unit players, our reserves off the bench, that kind of got us back on track. And he said they did it with defense. See, they, they do it – Wisconsin does it with things that aren't available to Nebraska, it seems like. Have we ever said Nebraska, they got back in the game because their defense? Not, not with Fred Hoiberg. No, you're Wait, probably not We did not in the past say. with Tim Miles oh, or, sure, or Doc yeah. or somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not with this Yeah, era. definitely. Not this in the era. Past. Yeah, I'm talking about this era. Well, this era's had so few wins, of course you can't say right. that in general. Right. So, now, so this five-game stretch that we've been talking about – so it started in a very unspectacular fashion. It, you know, I I haven't been going to the games a lot. Now I now I did go, and it was not. I thought it would be better than it was. What? Why? I don't know. Why? Because I'm an optimist. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, because but... I'm I'm always, and I'm a little naive, as you know. I'm a little naive. I I I just am, and. It wasn't a good atmosphere, and it and it doesn't. And if you're the AD sitting there watching it, I I can't. I'd be shocked if it's not going through Trev's mind that we got to make a change. Well, and I'd say this too. Go back to I, now. I just said that, and that's not a small thing to say. But if you're at that game and watching it, Jake, you're not seeing. Okay, Jake, assist to turnovers for Nebraska men, ten. Assists, 13 turnovers. Okay. Out-rebounded by 13. Not good chemistry. Not Things that have not changed the whole year. Then you flip over to the Nebraska women's side. 20 assists, 9 turnovers. That's winning basketball. And they won. 20, by, by 33. By 33. Yeah. Nebraska women, 20 assists. 20 assists is a beautiful that's, number. That's good. That's good passing right there. Yeah. It's good teamwork. Yeah, it's good. It, yeah, they got a they got a point guard in Jazz Shelley. Yeah, nine she, assists. She had nine assists last night. Two only two turnovers. She she passes people open. They have a point guard. You know who else has a point guard? Wisconsin. Who is from Nebraska? <laughs> that's yeah. a, the, the whole picture was not good. Now five games. I wrote it. Okay, the next four, if Fred want, I know you're going to snicker, but I'm just I'm saying. Going to, I am going to I know, snicker. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying if, if Fred wants to show any progress at all, just show us any progress, you have to win two of these next four. It's not three anymore. Three would be. the Three <laughs> would at least create some positive energy. That'd be three of the next four with one game on the road at Michigan. Right. I mean, and we're talking about Rutgers at home, Northwestern at home, and Minnesota at home. And I wasn't trying to crush you the other day in terms of saying why, why I didn't believe it was going to happen. I just, this this team is not good. I know. You know it's just to expect them to all of a sudden win three out of four games when they haven't won a game right. in general since December 22nd. Yeah, you're you're right. I got to start listening to against guys. Kennesaw State. Oh, by the way, it wasn't like you beat somebody good. You beat your last win was against Kennesaw State. Right. On like December 22nd. Yeah, they drilled Kennesaw State. <laughs> hey, now here's the deal, Jake. You're good, right. Good for them. When you sh- when you shrug me off, I thought about you yesterday. You're right. 
Why, why do I go over there thinking, oh, this is going to be close? It was kind because of close. Because you're an optimist, and I hate bringing you down to reality, but but I, the team does it itself, frankly, for you. It's yeah. not even me. I can say something, but the team proves what I've been saying, and that can bring you down to reality instead of being an optimist. Well, and the other thing that brings you down is I just don't think they're they're going to have to win close games. I don't think they're going to be good in close games. <laughs> they haven't been so far. No, they have. They have been in some close games, and they have not won them. Okay, let's see what we got. People let's get calling. some calls on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. Dave, you're up first on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, Jake. Steve, I want to make sure I I got up early to call in on basketball. You know, okay. you guys have been really good on your podcast lately. Um, just want to applaud you on that. Well, thank you, Dave. You know, you know, you know, Steve. Jake, Jake has been a fan for a long time, you know, and it for something to really be bad, it has to be bad because you know he's he's a good basketball fan at Nebraska, you know, and he's a realist, and when something is bad, you know he points it out. So it has to really be bad for him to be, you know, this down on the team. But the criticism is warranted. But you know, these next five games are in business. Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible. And people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms. Optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption. And adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud. And get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte. Talking about Steve? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it going to be really progress if they finish the year ten and twenty two or ten and twenty one? Really. You know, I I don't think it's progress. Not really. But I think no, I think Trev's going to have to play hardball at the end of the year if he's going to get rid of him. Like you know, negotiate a lower buyout with his agent and him, just like you know Louisville had to do with Chris Mack. But but yet again, you know, Chris Mack was in trouble anyway. But. You know, they've had these you've had these guys come on the radio like Bassett and Washington just just rave about these guys like, you know, Trevor Lakes, Cam Mack, you know, Gervais Green, Ted Allen, and uh this new guy, Burge. Mm-hmm. These guys aren't very good. Now if I'm Trove Alberts, I'm saying, Look, what what you're doing isn't good. You you gotta develop your team. You know, you can't just be going for the quick fix. If you look back at the roster, Steve and Jake, like two years ago, years ago, look at all the guys that are gone that could have been seniors this year. You know, Charles Stevenson, Kevin Cross. But, you know, if they don't fit, Abdomasi is just going to, you know, run them off. But, hey, can I mention one thing about the, sure. the seats at uh, Memorial absolutely. Stadium? Yeah, okay. please yeah, do. Sure. Yeah, please yeah, you know, uh, this year my uh, – my step aunt and my step uncle, my two cousins, they didn't renew their seats, which was like going to be like ten thousand dollars. Okay, they didn't renew it this year. You know, I just didn't. They're getting up in age, and I didn't want them to go, so I went and bought a bunch of stuff for them. Made like their downstairs basement into like a a recreation viewing room. I bought two TVs for them, you know, refrigerator, microwave, nice, you know, oven. Just made it like a man cave, you know. Mm-hmm. Because the person behind them, and they complain all the time when they got home, they let people know around them that they're not paying for their seats, you know. But that's just that's just one of the things that Trev Roberts was saying about the seating. There's people that are there that don't pay for seats, and it's just not fair. 
basketball criticism is warranted, Stephen Jake. You know, uh, like I said, if they even win 10 games, it's still not going to be progress. Yeah, I know. And the thing of it is, these guys have been together since June. And now you're throwing Trey McGowan's in and Tomanaga's minutes have disappeared. It's like a whole brand new team. They're trying to adjust again. But, hey, I enjoy your podcast, guys. I Thank just want to say that. Thank well, you. We, we appreciate Thank you saying Dave. that. Appreciate that. Okay, so the whole five-game thing, I'm just saying show a modicum of progress. And, Jake, you got to leave open the possibility they catch a little bit of a confidence wave and maybe get some wins. Now, does it change – would it change your perception of the program? Probably not. No. It would take something rash, like seven wins. Yeah, it'd be it would, sure. Yeah, rash. That would be rash. How about right right now? You're you're zero and nine, and we'll see if you play the Ohio State game that got got postponed last Saturday. But let's assume we have twenty games still in conference play. You got eleven left. They went seven and four down the stretch. Sure, I mean that's progress. That's yeah. that's a miracle. But, but that's not going to happen. That would that would require a miracle. Like, I, I can't sit here with a straight face and tell you right. that I have any inkling of hope that would even no. be close to no, what's going to happen. And I, I agree with you that I, I more than you, have to stop referring to such possibilities because it's not happening. Well, and I, it's well, not like, like Dave said. And thank you for the compliment, Dave. Yeah, I have been a long time Nebraska ball fan, and I, I am. I feel for you. I am harping a lot, and I, I don't, I've, I've lost interest because I don't see a team. That fights very hard. You didn't go to the game. I did not go to the game. I watched a, a portion of it. You did not. You do not see a team that fights no, it's just, very hard. I have said this before. I'll say it again. Like the Doc Sadler years, they were not a very talented team, but my gosh, they fought hard. They played good defense. They they played baseline to baseline Doc's thing, and you know they they bought the system. They were not great shooters. They didn't. So they didn't win eighty to seventy eight. They won fifty six to fifty five. You know they won a low scoring game. They pissed you off defensively. Tim Miles, the the second year. I mean they were good at both. Good offensive team. Good defense. There's a reason why they finished fourth in the conference that year. Craig Smith goes away. They drop off, and then they eventually get some defense back going. They they weren't like the the Doc defenses, but Doc they didn't have the talent. Uh, Doc didn't have the talent that that Tim brought in. Tim brought in talent. Right? He brought in talent. Yeah. And I and I just. You rarely, I mean, once in a while, but you you would rarely see a team that stopped playing. There was times they just they had bad games, but I could tell they were playing still and yeah. they cared. Oh yeah, they did. I there's there's more times than not this team just I don't think they care that much. Yeah, like winning is not everything to them. It doesn't seem like it. Just show me a reason. Show me any sort of inkling uh, that that this that winning means everything to this team and i'll bring 18 reasons why that's wrong it's amazing what's happening right now i'm fred is making me feel bad about my criticism of miles i because tim's program was immeasurably better than fred's it was i mean if if by record alone but because of not only that, but, but because of what you're saying, I mean that team when they had Roby, Copeland, Palmer, Watson. Oh, come on, that's, that's talent, serious that's talent. That's good talent. That's serious talent. And they played. They did play hard. Copeland. Copeland were, was a transfer yep, from Georgetown, right. but Copeland was a transfer that played his. You know what? Off Palmer transfer from Miami. But he bought in. Those guys bought in. Yeah, the difference, though, Sip, is that it was a time when transfers had to sit out for a year. They had a time. They they knew they had, they had to, to sit out. out. They yeah. could gel with the team, and yeah. they could come in. Yeah. And that I'm not that's not an excuse for Fred saying that's that's why it's struggling. I'm I'm, I'm just saying that those guys that transferred were forced to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. 
They learned the system. They they practiced, uh-huh. and they were ready to go. Uh-huh. They were the next year. They had built chemistry in. They were. There was. I mean that. And, and and it's why it's so hard to just have eight guys come in in one year and expect it to work. I know. Those guys sat out for a season, and that's why still I, I'm fine with transfers. But when it was like that, when he had a chance to gel for a year. Okay, and then there's some other things. We're learning so people, on the fly. So let's just give people concrete reasons that this isn't going well. Concrete, just very concrete. F- Fred's trying to win without a true point guard. I, I don't know how you do that in the Big Ten. And it's almost intentional. Seemingly. Last year, no true point guard. First year, yeah, Cam Mack was a point guard, yeah. but he was crazy. <laughs> right, he had off-field, off-court issues. He was off cra- well, he had on-the-court issues. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he did. What are you talking about? Well, he did the bow and arrow thing, which was yeah, really interesting. Know. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be down by 20, make a bucket, here's the bow and arrow. Cam, play defense, you're down by 20. Okay, so he's, Fred's trying to win without a point guard. And what did – did you notice – did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, I watched Please a portion of it, yeah. <laughs> a good portion. You are really hurting as a fan right now. Oh, okay, now, so – so Fred's trying to win without a point guard. He's also trying to win without a real – they're not very big. He, he kind of tries to do this thing. He tries to win without bigs or win with, you know, low premium on bigs, okay? Derek Walker's a good player. I don't call him a, a big. He's, he's technically a big in Nebraska's system because he's a power forward, but he's six foot eight below the rim player is what I'm saying. What does Wisconsin do? Now, they didn't do it well, but what did they do? They just pounded it inside. You could tell guard was like, just pound them. I mean, go at them hard. Get the ball and move into their chest, in toward the rim. Wisconsin did a great job of that, bad job of finishing. But my point is, Wisconsin plays like a Big Ten team has to play. They just they they'll play some bully ball. Yep. Not really good at it yesterday. Terrible inside the paint shooting, but they were it was intent. Their intent was go at them. They're not big. And, uh, go at them. And em. you've never seen Nebraska ever play bully. Oh, ball. you can't do it with with Nebraska's with with Nebraska's well, roster. Even like against the lesser teams though, like no, Western you- Illinois is a lesser team, and there was no bully ball there, and you lost that game. See, with Wisconsin though, even though they weren't making their inside baskets inside the lane, Davison was going off. Okay, so they're they're vers- they have enough versatility yep. to withstand a part of their game going bad. That's why they're eleventh ranked team in the country, right? They weren't hitting their inside shots, but they have Davison to hit outside shots, or Johnny Davis could go off at any second, right? Didn't yesterday at thirteen zero in the first half. Didn't have a good game, but there you got you got that senior Davison just drilling threes um, at critical times. I, I would say. Super, super, super senior Brad Davis. Yeah. He's been there for about 10 years. Yeah. He's a, ba- he's a badass, too, by the way. Well, he's, he's had plenty of years to develop that. Yeah. He's been there for a long time. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. So just so people understand, it's not unwarranted criticism. Fred's trying to win without a point guard. Without a point guard, a willing point guard. Which, like Jazz Shelley. Jazz Shelley on the women's side, nine assists, two turnovers. You heard what Amy Williams said after the game. Jazz passes people open god that's music to to uh fans ears isn't it nebraska women 20 assists nine turnovers they play that sort of basketball nebraska doesn't 10 assists 12 turnovers they don't share the ball particularly well um it's a lot of one-on-one a lot of offense i'm 
the thing that startles me watching them is that Fred seems to allow it. And continues yeah. to allow it, despite the losing, despite I don't know the if turnovers and the going up and the assists going down. If he's thrown up his hands at this point. It feels like it to me. I there's the man has no answers. And I like him. Listen, I we all think Fred Hoiberg's nice, but he's a great guy. Put the niceness to the side and talk about what matters most, he's, which is are the are the is the team winning? He's not, you know, the they're thing, not at all. The thing about Fred that you praise is he's very professional. He's very calm. Um he handles himself very well. Sounds like Marty Bird. Except he's, he's a not, lot like Marty Bird. He's not, orchestrating the casino very well. No, the no. Cartel. The big difference between he and Marty Bird is Marty Bird assesses a situation and gets it done. Right. And gets whatever he has to get done. Fred's assessing the situation but getting nothing done. The cartel would have no- run Fred out <laughs> yeah. several months ago. Okay? Omar Navarro would why have they, no patience for Fred this? Hoiberg. Why yeah, did they do I mean, this? Omar Navarro would have zero patience for Fred. You keep telling me the operation is okay and this is what we get. Yeah, it would, no, uh-uh, it would not work. <laughs> it would be no, don't compare one. Fred to Marty because Marty makes things happen. Well, I just say the calm, calmness, yeah. but the yeah. uh, ability to get things done with the calmness is not there. Right. Let's get one more call from Derek in a car. Derek, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Happy Friday, Husker Nation. Jake, my job today is to get your blood boiling. So get okay. on your Google horn. Oh boy! And right. Look up Big Ten basketball coaches' salary. Steve, I'm I'm surprised you haven't written extensively about this. Okay. Okay. Fred Hoiberg. Let's talk about value, right? Okay. okay. Scott Ross had the exact same thing happen to him that that Trev needs to do with Fred today, which is call him in his office, slide the new contract over to him, and say. Here's your new contract, or Doc Sadler will take us the rest of the way this year. Ooh, okay. Because okay. when you're paid only $84,000 less per year than Tom Izzo, and you're sitting at the very bottom of the Big Ten Conference standings with no hope of getting out of that basement, then the fans need to start looking at, well, what are we getting in return for our money? And for our money, that's the athletic department. So the, the problem that I have is not only is he the second highest paid coach in the conference, but he's probably top six in the country. He's top 10 for sure. And top 10. He's top 10 top for sure. Top 12 for top sure. Top 10. Okay, top 10. And when I looked at that last night, halfway through the second uh, half, mm-hmm. I was infuriated. And mm-hmm. then I see McGowan's pop off and i know this makes you cringe too jake from 30 foot out you know uh no basketball. just bring the ball down scoot it over to me and let me take a shot from nowheresville these are the things that have to be corrected in order for this program to move forward i'm not saying fred isn't the guy but i tell you what if he were in my office today the buyout would be gone his buyout would be equal to his salary and if he didn't accept it, that's fine. We're just going to move on. Because the longer you wait, the longer this situation festers. And the longer it festers, the more apathy will set in with the fan base. And the, the arena will no longer be sold out. That's just a fact. 
All right, Derek, thanks for the call. And well, that, that's the point to me. Hold on. Hold on. That's a great call. Go to the salaries first. Yeah, well, I, I don't have them all, but Tom Izzo, as Derek said, uh, $3.984 million tops in the Big Ten. Fred Hoiberg second at $3.9 flat million. That's ahead of Brad Underwood at Illinois at $3.8 million, so Hoiberg's ahead of him. But he's, yeah, uh, Greg Gard, are at less than $2.5 mil. Steve Peichel, Richard, uh, not Patino, uh, Jawan Howard was below $2.5 million. Jawan Howard! Big Ten Coach of the Year, last year was making is making less than Fred, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, they're not getting them. They're not getting I, value. You're it, right, Derek. Derek said, "I'm not sure if, if it's it's time to move on." It is time to move on. Well, I don't know that. What what fan is going to sign up to watch this team if if Hoiberg's back? No matter how nice he is, no matter how much of a track record he has at Iowa State in the NBA, he's been here for three years. If Nebraska goes two and eighteen in conference play. Or 0 and 20, 1 and 19. About 4 and 16. 4 and 16. Fine. That's the ceiling right now. What what fan is going to willingly sign up to watch this team play again next year? I don't know. Season ticket holders. I'd know. like to know if anyone out there, if you have a season ticket season tickets, are are you planning on renewing if Hoiberg is retained? Well, here's the thing, Fred. And why? You got to think about Trev. He's in, he has a conundrum. Derek, it's it's there's there is that buyout sitting there, Derek. There's a buyout sitting there that you just can't, you know, you can't just. Derek, I mean, there, it's a it's a legally bound contract. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't think Fred is necessarily just going to say, okay, you don't have to pay me my bout, or, yeah. or okay, you don't have to pay me <laughs> nine million of my buyout. I mean, I don't know if Fred's just going to surrender nine million of his buyout because he's a good guy. I don't know. I maybe you never know, but I don't know if it's going to be that simple. What what I'm suggesting is Trev is in a bit of a fix here. A bit. And if you a were bit. at that game yesterday, it would it would become crystal clear to you that this fix is real. The apathy's already there. Okay. The booing. I mean, you hear smattering of boos at times. I don't blame them for certain players. You. It's it's. Yeah. What I saw was somewhat alarming. Okay, now Trev's got to contemplate that. And in the quiet of Pinnacle Bank Arena yesterday, there was a lot to contemplate. Well, we will keep contemplating because that's all we can do right now. Bill Bender, the Sporting News, is up next on Early Break on the Ticket.